0: Hi, guys, this is Ben and Haley Dowell. Welcome to the Winked Live Your Dream podcast, where we talk about life, our business, and the ups and downs of both. The goal of this podcast is to share experiences over the last six years and into the future. If this is your first time listening, hopefully it's not your last. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode two of the Live Your Dream podcast. I am Ben. I'm Haley. And it has been three weeks since our first one.
1: Hey, I made no promises in the first episode.
0: We recorded two other podcasts and I hated them. Ben hated
1: them. I thought they were fine. (laughs) So
0: they're sitting in um, the not used pile. Since we have last did a podcast, things have gotten kind of crazy in our household. Um, Haley's whole family moved here. Her mom, her dad, her sister, and her nephew. We were housing them uh, in phases as they came, and everybody's settled now, so things are starting to get back to normal. But and then things Sarah, settled. and then Sarah came for Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. With so
1: for family members, we had a lot going
0: on, and things kind of took a back seat. This podcast is one of those things, um, but we're back, and today we want to talk about. Starting our salon, more or less building it out, the things we didn't know, the things that we should have known or maybe we know now that we'll use going forward. And we also want to talk about how we market and how we marketed at the beginning and maybe some of the mistakes and lost money that we spent trying to be better and it didn't work out the way that we planned it. Yeah. So let's start with, what was it? January 3rd?
1: January 1st. It was literally New Year's Day.
0: That's when we started?
1: Yeah. We had all those guys from the CVMA on January, on a uh, January 1st, New Year's Day. So from, there was like 30 people there to help us demo the salon.
0: And we needed all 30 people there.
1: We could have used them for more than one day.
0: But... Probably. Um, Haley wanted to rent the space that we have, and it was an old construction company, and they had literally built houses inside of the building, so we were basically tearing down two walls of every office, was built like a house, framed like a house, it had sheeting, it had paper, it had gutters, it had roofing, it had bricks, I mean, it was bad for
1: It took us three commercial of the largest commercial dumpster loads to clear out that whole salon or that whole building before we started working on the salon.
0: And initially I had said, I don't want to do this building because it's going to be a lot of work. And Haley was like, no, it'll be fine. Not a lot of work.
1: Sorry. When you see your vision, you see your vision. Okay. (laughs) I walked in and I was like, this is the place. I can see it exactly. So
0: all I saw was a ton of work.
1: Well, we were right for once. One time you were right. Oh yeah, more I'm right more than once. <laughs> we'll
0: but. see. Um, so we started demo, we demoed the whole building in what, two days? Two and a half days?
1: Yeah, well what happened was I signed my lease and the company who we leased from was going to do the build out for us. That's what they normally do. And then I pay them for the build out. Um, but they were backed up. So I wasn't going to be able to open for a couple of months if we waited on them. So they said they trusted us to take it over. So, we enlisted everyone that we knew to help us demo it. The demo went pretty quickly. Um, but the renovations were what took long. Except for that
0: one they had that path that went through the through the oh, building. Yeah. Yep. And we probably spent days, like a week. And we spent a lot of money on those stupid the stupid concrete that was
1: Yeah, the floor. the whole place was designed like Houses, because it was a construction showroom, like he said. So each how each office was a house design, like so. If you're building a house with the company, you could come in and see like what it was gonna look like. And then on the floor, they had like a walkway with like slate, you know, like a slate pathway or whatever for that walked from the front door to you know, they didn't the just use
0: room. A normal adhesive, they concreted them to the floor.
1: Yeah, I mean they built it like the way you would build it at your house.
0: So we used basically crowbars and hammers and everything to get the tiles up. But then it left all the residue there and we used a floor stripper. We used a big old like floor grinder. I bet
1: you can put photos on a podcast because I have some.
0: And then it came down to literally after spending probably $400 on at Sunbelt trying to get this crap up, it came down to a $40 diamond plated, Head for a grinder, and I paid a guy I don't know 100 bucks or something for him to grind it all out, and it looked great. So, if I would have known that two days before, we definitely would have been ahead of schedule. But we spent so long trying to get that stuff well.
1: I feel like that's part of like the whole point of part of this topic is to talk about the things that we learned and we wish that we knew. Like, we wish that we knew that it was going to be harder and that things were going to take longer like we really underestimated a lot like this of this we the... you got
0: a mouse in your pocket because <laughs> i knew for sure it was going to take longer than that okay
1: well i underestimated like how long it's actually going to take like we thought that we could get everything done okay i thought we could get everything done in like two and a half three weeks which was would... <laughs> <laughs> which would leave us like a week to paint and we would paint ourselves and then he could lay the floor and then we could start moving in but when it came to painting not we, you <laughs> tried to paint a room and it was a shit show. So we ended up having to hire I mean someone. to be
0: fair, it was my first time using a paint sprayer and I had the wrong nozzle on it, so it was just running everywhere that it went. Uh I tried painting the doors and that was kinda the end of that.
1: Yeah, I had to buy new doors. That's not, not all new doors. Yeah.
0: No, only two. Yeah.
1: Don't make me pull up my Lowe's (laughs) app. Because I will. only
0: two. Because some of them got brushed out by the painter. I don't
1: remember that, but who knows? I feel like I blocked out all the money that we spent. (laughs) But that's, like, one of the things I think, like, I really... I mean, we said in the last episode that I had a budget. I thought we could get it all done in, like, $15,000. And we more than doubled that. So that was, you know, something that wasn't a realistic goal i mean maybe if we had moved into a place that didn't need so much demoing then the time frame would have been a little more doable and maybe the budget wouldn't have been more than double but definitely it wasn't really I mean, the
0: smaller space would have been the budget would have been way more doable but well, yeah you went for the big space
1: well i didn't want to get a place that was too small and be stuck in a lease and then be limited so we went big
0: Guess we went big.
1: But I mean I don't I think that was like the hardest or the biggest the first thing that we learned was that we really didn't have any idea how long this kind of stuff. No, was we wrote take. out
0: we wrote out a whole plan and numbers and it all looked good on paper, but then we could tell within like two weeks.
1: In like one week that we were gonna run out of maybe money. Maybe
0: two days that, that it was not gonna go well. <laughs> And we when the electrician
1: told me it was going to cost $4,000, I was like, I don't have enough money.
0: Yeah, we were in trouble. <laughs> so. So, yeah. I mean, I guess as far as not knowing, we didn't know what things were going to cost. We had no idea. We didn't really call an electrician because we didn't have anything to go off of. We didn't have, we couldn't bring them into the space and say, hey, what does this cost? Because we didn't have the space. Right. They were literally in there up until the last day. Yeah. So we couldn't even walk in there to really walk anybody through and say, what does this cost? What does that cost? Right,
1: for quotes or something. Or what we wanted yeah. to
0: do. So, Well,
1: getting... and um, one thing that I learned and have also, it has been reiterated to me lately is um, don't pay up front to pay.
0: We didn't pay up front for anybody.
1: No, but well, I didn't know that. You know what I mean? That I was knew advice. that. That's why we didn't do that. But that was advice that we were given. No, I know. We weren't going to pay
0: anybody up front because then if they walked away, we lost all that money.
1: Yeah. We did some, like, we paid either when the job was done or, like, half up front, half at the end.
0: But the only people we really paid were a painter an electrician and a drywall guy.
1: And, Mike, who was our contractor.
0: And Mike. And Mike did. He was basically our – I mean, he built a wall – what, two walls for us? hmm And so – and everybody that we walked – that we – he was our general contractor. So anybody, anytime I needed somebody, so for something I couldn't do, we called him.
1: Yeah. Um. I mean, what else did we learn from that?
0: That I'm never going to do another build out ever again.
1: We'll hire someone next time. If we time. don't
0: have the money to hire somebody to do all of it, then we're not doing it.
1: Because
0: uh-huh. I'm not doing it.
1: And then the next thing we learned was like right after we opened all of a sudden we've been open for like a month or two and all these people started coming out of the woodwork trying to sell us things and they were very convincing
0: yeah that was kind of the big thing is as soon as you list your business legitimately and you put it on google and you you know list it online it's free information for all these companies to come and start calling and asking to sell you something and At first, we kind of turned a bunch of people down. But then there was a few that.
1: Their pitch was good.
0: They were really, like, they got to Haley first. And then she was like, you should talk to this person. So I'm already going into it thinking, like, my wife is skeptical usually. And now she's telling me that, hey, this might be a good thing. So then I listen. And I think, yeah, that's a, you know, we could use that. So we pay them and we pay them and we pay them and we pay pay them. And the results that we're seeing. They're not bad. They're just not worth, in my opinion, the money we're paying. I agree. So. Um, well, here's
1: the thing is that the salon already had like traction or whatever um, from me being by myself, like having my own business and just saying like I'm opening a salon. You know what I mean? Um, and so these people were getting in my head being like, oh, well, what advertising do you do? And I was like, I've spent zero dollars on advertising up until this point. And everyone has like such a good pitch or such a good argument as to why spending the money on advertising is going to be so much more helpful because, you know, you go to the top of the list for searches or you whatever, like we filter your reviews or we can, you know, whatever they freaking say, but now we've spent the money and I'm really not anywhere better than I, than we were.
0: And that was the other thing. It was hard to quantify where they came from. So yeah. without Asking every person that walks on the door, hey, where did you hear about us? I have no idea if
1: those things really even work, if
0: the pages or the people I paid are actually bringing results or if these people are just coming in because word of mouth, word of mouth driving which, by
1: the salon or whatever, which, which a lot of people do.
0: Realistically, 90% of our business is word of mouth
1: mm-hmm.
0: and Facebook on our own personal pages and community pages and the business page. Right. Everything else has just kind of been like, obviously, the Google thing that's it's big to be when someone types in keywords, you want to be on the list. But I
1: mean, everyone wants to be on the list. and everybody
0: wants to be first. So that's my thing is somebody's going to come to you and say, we can get you number one. Top three is what I heard. You, you can be top three on Google if you give me X amount of dollars. I'll get you there. So we say, OK, well, we want to be top three. So here's the money this day, I don't think we're top three.
1: I mean, it depends on what you search. I think we pop up in the top three on one or two it has to be a very specific search. It's not like every time you type in eyelash extensions near me, are we top three? It's, it has to be like eyelashes near me and we're top three, but eyelash extensions near me and we're like six, you know what I mean? Or so nine. it's just kind of stupid how it's not consistent. It doesn't really make sense. Which they, the whole
0: Google, I'm not smart enough. I'm not a smart enough person to understand the Google algorithm and how to do it. What I do know is that it, it it seems to be based on visits to the page and reviews. Reviews and things like that. So we've the more legitimate your business looks online, the better it'll do through Google. Okay. Which which also can I I don't know. I mean, because some of those people that are in front of us have less reviews and maybe they have more views on their page. But I don't know. It's it's crazy. The and there's no, is- like, I'm not saying that the businesses above us are not paying somebody. That's my other thing is how do I know There's there's got to be two dozen salons in this town. And how do I know that those people aren't paying to be top three? So if five people pay to be top three, then how can you guarantee top three? I don't
1: think you can but the thing, other thing is, I feel like they made promises about um, helping with reviews. Like that was something that appealed to me. Like if someone leaves us a bad review as a new business, we don't want that on our account. But we got left a review actually nine or ten months into being open, which wasn't horrible, but wasn't great. But it wasn't even about us. It was about a girl who rents from us. And so I would love for that to be taken down because it doesn't even apply to our services or our salon at all. And it's still there. So, I mean, I guess I'm waiting to see if they can make something happen with that.
0: Yeah. So those that don't know, we have girls that rent in the salon, which we legally are not responsible for. And we can't tell them. They
1: have have to hold their own insurance. They have to hold their own business license. They're their own business to operate from inside of our salon.
0: Which means we can't tell them how to fix a problem. We can't mediate between them and a client. None of that. Um, So when someone, which I understand, like someone puts a review out there that, um, you know, they had a bad experience with somebody and they're in our salon. I understand that that's where that's going to go. However, we try to like draw a very clear line that you know A, B, and C do not are not employees of the salon. They are their own entity, their own business. They pay to work out of the salon. So I guess that's the other thing is you got to be careful with even who you're letting rent in your space, if that's the route you're gonna go. Like if you're gonna do booth rent or you're gonna do commission or you're going to do both, you have to really be careful with who you allow in your space because it can blow up in your face pretty quick.
1: Yeah. Which we're not saying no, luckily luckily we have, we
0: have have really good girls all across the board renting and commission and we have little to no problems with any of them. But um, that's just being that you take, it is a risk for sure. And it's, It's us being diligent with who we put in our space and who we trust to, you know, advertise their business out of our business is essentially what it is. So um, we've been very lucky with the with the girls that we do have and we appreciate all of them. They've all done a really good job. And some people you're just not going to make happy and they're going to leave a review and there's nothing you can really do about it. They just want to be mad. So.
1: I just meant like in the terms of what the company that you're paying for promises, you know what I mean? Does it right. always actually happen? I'm still waiting to see that review disappear.
0: Which I don't know that it will because you can't get rid of bad reviews. I think we can mark it as a not relevant, but we'd have to justify how it's not relevant. And in our case it wouldn't be relevant because that person is not an employee of our salon. And runs their own business. So for it to be on our business page for some it's it would be like if you had a problem with um, Fred Meyer and then you some of you don't even know what that it's Kroger and you went on Walmart's page and left a bad review for Kroger.
1: I don't even think that's true because technically they are not in the same place. I'm thinking like if you're local to Clarksville and you go to the city forum and you eat at their new restaurant that's inside of the city forum. It's its own business. It's called doc 17. It's not called the city forum. You know what I mean? And you leave a shitty review for doc 17 service on the city forums website. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I would say. It would be equal to.
0: Yeah. So it's kind of a catch 22, but while we're on the topic of advertising and mistakes we made, what
1: else do you think? Do you remember is? when I when
0: I tried a Google ad and I accidentally left it going for like three I guess
1: months? I effing remember <laughs> that. This guy leaves a two hundred and fifty dollar Google ad running for three months. Well,
0: it wasn't two hundred and fifty it wasn't a set number. It's per so that's the other thing is these Google ads are per per like view, click, whatever that you, you have to pay for every person that sees it or clicks on it or whatever. So We had a Google, I tried doing a Google ad. I turned it on, didn't think much of it. And then, you know, I checked the results the first month and it said we had, you know, an astronomical amount of clicks and whatever. Well, then I forgot about it. So she's asking me, hey, where's, why is this $250 coming out for Google every month? And I'm like, I don't know. And then I did some digging and I found our ad and I took it down. And I would say that there has not been a difference in traffic no. in the salon since I in three months that I had that going versus versus the last two months that I have not had it. It's the the clients coming in and out of the salon has stayed the same.
1: I really feel like word of mouth and social media is the best and most reliable way to market yourself.
0: I think social media is a huge way to market yourself now because with the way that things are done online, everybody lives online, but the way that things are done, ads are so prevalent and so, you know, they're out there so often in everything we do that people ignore them. Yeah. So, and and quite honestly, if I'm doing a Google search, the top three, they say ad next to them, I scroll right past them. I know they paid for that slot. So, in my head, I'm thinking that's where we were, which I saw us there one time. You know, you search something and then we're in there as an ad. And I'm like, well, everybody's going to scroll past that because it says ad next to it. So, how do you. That means that person paid to be there. And who knows if it's even quality. Yeah, quality service or whatever. So, we stopped doing the Google ads. Mm -hmm. We have really left our marketing up to social media
1: and I'm stuck at social media because as for the same point of, uh, I can't record a podcast on time. I can't find time to write, to make content for social media. So I do really well for like a week. I'll sit down and create content for like one week out, schedule it all so that it gets posted every day. And then I'm like, okay, I'm good till next week. And then three weeks later, I'm scheduling out another week. So I that's the salon does well with me being inconsistent so if I could get it together and be more consistent I'd probably do even better with that as well you know what I mean
0: yeah I mean you're busy though that's kind of the conversation we had at lunch today is if it's not you know a pre- if it's not here and now if it can wait it usually gets pushed to the back burner
1: yeah a lot of things get pushed to the back burner slash the fact I'm pregnant so you I just forget. don't. I forget <laughs> or I just don't feel like it. I'm like oh I'm tired I'll just deal with it later and then I forget and then I never deal with it so that's why
0: I mean I think we're human we both forget things
1: yeah. I forgot the Google ad
0: I also people will tell me things to my face I'll tell them to text it to me I'll see the text <laughs> leave it unread so I know it's there and then go three days and be like oh crap I forgot I did that this week actually so, you know. Which I'll call myself out for. Yeah. One of the girls told me that they needed something, and I forgot.
1: It happens, you know. We both forget. So, hopefully, between they tell both of us, we, one of us remembers, <laughs> get it together. The thing that's hard is we talked about, I think, in the first episode, too, that we have, like, lanes, you know. Like, you have what you do, and I have what I do. But with, like, life being crazier and busier and whatever, sometimes it's easier for me. Like, if someone's like, oh, we need to order this, it's easier for me to just sit down and order it right then. But that's not my job. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's where sometimes things get muddy, I think. Well, with
0: a nine-year-old living here in full time and with your parents here and your sister and your nephew and all that, Sometimes it's easier for you just to do it because I'm tied up doing other things. Yeah. And then you'll say, Hey, but you always ask me, Hey, I need to do that. Like we need to order this. Do you want me to do it or do you want to do it? Yeah. And I usually will say, I'm busy. Go ahead.
1: But we used to fight about that because I used to just do it. And then an order would show up and you would be like, what is that? And I was like, Oh yeah, I ordered it. I forgot. And you were like, that's my job.
0: <laughs> I think that we argued about it because I wanted to not have your plate so full because other things were getting missed because you were so wrapped up in the here and now, which I think is happening again. But that's mostly because life is happening because we're expecting, we're getting ready to get a house. We've got a nine-year-old that's in fourth grade and has hockey and all sorts of stuff going on. And then your family's here and you know, they're new to the area. So
1: we want to spend time with them. We want to help them. Right. Whatever. So we're just really, I mean, what I hear us saying is we're just not good at balancing <laughs> work, personal relationships.
0: I mean, we're doing our best. That's true.
1: But I feel like that's, I mean, it's a good point because I don't think there's anyone that's good at it. I think you're either too enroll, like wrapped up in work, not, not anyone ever, but probably like entrepreneur wise, like, you're either so wrapped up in what you're doing with your business that you're ignoring your family and your personal time and your friends, or you get wrapped up in your personal life and uh, you miss things on your business end, which is why it's important to have help that you can count on, you know what I mean? Like we have Lauren, she's our manager. And sometimes I'm like, I just need you to do this. I cannot, I'm not capable of doing this right now. And she gets it done, she does a good job. So, you know, that's important too. Thanks, Lauren.
0: Yeah, I think that it's, you know, you got to that kind of brings to another topic, but I don't want to go into another whole topic because we're sitting at about 25 minutes right now, but for next time, surrounding yourself with decent people. And that's kind of what I was talking about earlier with we've been lucky with the girls that we put in the salon and not having any issues. We are very aware and we, most of the girls that are in the salon, we've known personally for a while through Haley's either school or working at another place or whatever. We've known them. So we know the type of person they are. We know how they deal with conflicts, things like that. Or we know that they're not going to completely just ruin their business with a, with a client. Right. So that's the other topic that I wanted to talk about was Surround yourself with the right people, but also you need to find people that will help you.
1: Let's make that next podcast. I
0: guess we can make that next podcast is finding the right people to help you run your business because anybody that tries to do it by themselves, it's going to be tough. Something, a ball, you're, you're juggling. Think about like if you're juggling four or five different balls, which I know juggling might be kind of a lost art, but I can juggle three Mm
1: -hmm.
0: shout out jeremy for teaching me when i was young
1: i cannot so
0: but think about when you're juggling juggling
1: metaphorically or actually
0: and you're trying to keep six seven balls in the air all at the same time and if you drop one it's gonna someone is gonna be mad is what it comes down to so you're gonna get someone that's upset with you so you need to you need to create we've we've kind of created we call them lanes but it's more of like Back end, front end. Um, Sometimes the lines get blurred a little bit, but I help with things that are not right in her face during the day that are going to slip her mind later. Well, so she can be there to deal with clients or the
1: things that are in my
0: face. Right. Clients or, you know, the commission girls or, you know, whatever comes up during the day. And you can still deal with your client book that you have without having to worry about the back stuff. So I mean,
1: because that's true too. I uh, have a full book of clients on top of like the business. So I still do all the same stuff that I did when I was by myself. Plus we own a business, which brings all those other tasks. So.
0: Right. Which we're now in the discussion of her trying to take a step back because she is today 21 weeks pregnant. 22. 22 weeks. Uh-huh. Okay. 22. My fault. I don't even know.
1: He's the size of a candy bar. Willie chocolate. 22
0: weeks sleeping. pregnant and still working not just a full day, but she's shoving so many people on her schedule that she's not even able to go to the bathroom like a normal person or eat like a normal person. So we're trying I'm trying to me and her family are trying to get her to take a step back and stop stacking clients on clients on clients and let some of it go. The problem is, is that she's had a lot of these clients for so long that she doesn't want to make any of them mad. So if you're out there and you're listening and you're Haley's client, I'm sorry, but some of you are going to have to get put somewhere else because it's just way too much on not only a normal person, but a person that's growing an entire human in their body. She comes home. She can't walk. She can't move. She can't do anything because like her
1: an year old woman. body is
0: breaking down. So. Um, I guess as also as a business owner, you have to know when to say enough is enough. I need some time, but you can't let your business suffer. So you have to put other people in place,
1: which goes back to the next episode, why it's so important to handle the stay things. tuned for next week or three <laughs> weeks from now when we record again,
0: I feel like I'm being yanked off the stage. <laughs> right, they're, guys, playing,
1: well. they're playing the music for you at the <laughs> award show. and like, Okay. Shut up. Time to get off stage. <laughs>
0: Well, we did it. We recorded our second episode and we I would like to say we'll we'll put another one out next week. However, I think we've proven that we have no, no promises, idea when no these promises. are when these are coming out. So, if you have anything you would like to hear or go like us to talk about personally or professionally, let us know. And with that, we will see you in episode 3.
1: Next week or 3 from now. Bye.